This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Is drinking with authors literary briefs. I am not in. I didn't even drink half of this, and I'm like not in great condition right now. I'm super proud. I'm an example of what not to be like. So I am your host, Erica Lance. Uh, my co-host today is Vanessa Valiente, who's I going to introduce our guest because I am a shit show right now. Our lovely author this evening is Wendy Dalrymple. It's fucking a wicked name. Wicked name. There's a guy that I, I, I ran into named Pendergast, and I, I that name is fucking brilliant. I'm like, I want these names. Just, they do. They they sound they sound a little uh, they sound literary, don't they? Um, they sound super fancy. What the fuck? You know what's interesting is there's actually I believe a priest in England that has my name. Um, and and she's super cool, and she's got a super big media presence. And so I'm sure she was a little baffled when I came on the scene, and now she googles her name and sees a romance writer. I think that's brilliant, and I think you should write a priest story. Look at look at what I just did right there. What I just did. Okay. You'll find this on on YouTube, and I'll get hate mail. I enjoy that. For, do you think priests ever write hate mail? This is Maybe a pause moment. I think it would be more the congregation that would be like <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> I will I, say. I look forward to it. Okay, let's talk about what we're drinking because we're supposed to do that before rapid fire questions. Although that was a good one. Um, I am drinking um, Old Tennessee whiskey, Old Smoky Tennessee Mango Habanero whiskey, and I've already had too much of it. Okay, Vanessa, what are you drinking? Oh my god, that is amazing. Uh, well, I was drinking uh, the Dreaming Tree Crush, but um, that was the last bit and I drank it all. So I am switching over to my Christmas mug, which I know it's not Christmas, but I have lovely uh, Chinese tea and it's called like uh, uh, Lapsang Sushong. If I butchered that, I apologize, but it's- Now like we're gonna get hate mail from Chinese I'm sorry, people. I, I, sorry, I, is, but I will tell you this, it's a fabulous Chinese black tea that has a smoky, woodsy taste so there you go that's lame okay wendy what are you drinking i'm drinking the rest of my guinness just a good old regular guinness mm. good old guinness do you do irish car bombs i saw on uh one of your other episodes that someone did a very epic one i wasn't even gonna try um no i think that my husband who is a scotch uh and aficionado would have a, a minor heart attack if i mixed the two i think that's really yeah no that was mr noble she uh surprised the crap out of us when she did that i was, that was like, funny yeah that was very really the, the bar really high i'm waiting for someone to say i'm gonna do uh what is it? Um, a sake bomb, which requires you to take like put your Japanese beer to chopsticks and some sake and you slam the table and then it drops and then you chug it. So somebody out there, please do it. I will be very, very impressed. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we need that. We need that in our lives. Okay. Rapid fire questions. 
that are actually supposed to be on this show and not sake bombs. Let's see if we can uh, do more than two of them this time, though. Eric. I've actually gotten pretty good at this. I would like less negativity from my co-host. Why do I have you on the show? You're supposed to back me up. Okay, what is your favorite book of all time? Kill a Mockingbird. What's that book? Did you say that because I say that all the time? No, no, I promise I was not stalking that. No, I'm, I was one of the weird kids in school that was like, yes, we're finally reading this book because I love the old black and white movie. So yeah, I, um, that's, one of, that's my favorite book of all time. And why is it your favorite book? Um, well, I, 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 the, the, the South, (laughs) my beer's kicking in. Um, we've got, you know, I I think that the fact that, that Scout is such a strong character in it, you have the little girl, um, as, as a main character, that's just like, so she was just so powerful in it. And, you know, when I was reading that as a young girl, it was, um, it was just, you, you didn't see that in a lot of, especially literature from that period. Um, so I think that, that Scout and then her relationship with her father and obviously all of the underlying um, themes that are in the book that make it so important. And that's why it's still required reading today. Um, and so, you know what, maybe it's a, it's a safe choice, but it's the one that always just naturally rolls off my tongue. So wait a minute did you read the sequel i did to set a watchman and i and i i shouldn't have read it because i know that harper didn't want it to be released and i know that all of the i and just what what it ended up being um but i just i couldn't help myself because i was such a fan of the first one you ruined anything enjoying the first reading the first one no because i understood why she didn't want to have it released and um and so I you know sometimes you write stuff and you think as a writer you're like okay well maybe we'll be a little provocative and we'll put a little different also it was the the evolution of Atticus's character into set of watchmen is also probably realistic of some people some people change like that um and and end up not being the person that you thought that they were and so i i think that it was um whether she wanted it released or not it was an interesting piece of of fiction interesting commentary okay well you know what's coming up next what is your least favorite book of all time uh, I don't like to be negative about that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. You agreed and wanted to be on this podcast, and this is no, my question. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I did not. I did not prepare for that one. My least favorite book of all time. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that I might have DNF'd because it was just so bad. Um, I don't know. Why don't you guys tell me your least favorite? Turn this. Turn this interview around. With I know what Erica's is going to be right. Is it? Yeah, I knew it. I knew Which it. one? We didn't even finish. Oh, Fifty Shades. That pile of shit at all. I read six <laughs> pages. That book can go fuck itself. It's terrible. That one was a DNF for me, but I I didn't finish it, so I can't say it's the worst of all time. But if, you, no, if that's your opinion, you're allowed to have it. Planes of Passage was fucking terrible because that was like twenty thousand pages about fucking grass that nobody gives a shit about. Ruined the series. I can keep going on this because I get so agitated buy stuff like i actually um was not a huge fan of eclipse the the is it eclipse is oh that, uh, stephanie meyer the one where fucking he leaves and then she's sitting being depressed no, that's noon it's noon where she's sitting in her chair and it's months go by oh, and yeah yeah, yeah. 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 i will yeah. never i will never shit talk twilight because i was very pregnant with my second son and i i couldn't drink i couldn't get a tattoo i couldn't go on roller coasters i could read 
paranormal romance. And so Stephanie Meyer saved me during my second pregnancy and gave me something to do for a solid month. So I, th I feel like. Oh, I've read, I've watched the Twilight movies more than every time I go visit my best friend. We watch all of them except for that one, which is the second one. We never watched that one because it's fucking terrible. And actually what's funny is my goddaughter, her daughter, for her birthday, um, which was in September, she said, all I want is Erica to come up and wear matching pajamas with me and watch the Twilight movies. Aww. So we got matching pajamas because, believe it or not, I can be nice. And we went up and I loved the movies. And I'm like, do you, you want to watch like all of them? And she's like, yeah. So we put on two. And it was so funny because she's like 13 and she's sitting there and she's like, this movie is terrible. And I'm like, well, this is why we always skip it. But we're, now we're here. Now we're enduring it. So I tease her all the time. I'm like, you better behave or we're watching Twilight 2 again. <laughs> what about you? Um, uh, oh, my gosh, Vanessa. Wow. I, I've had too much whiskey. It's bad. You're supposed to support me. I am your co-host. I'm putting your words back in your face. Just so you know. You know, you are lucky you, you, Missy. Lucky um, I would say, and by the way, I'm looking that way because my bookshelf is in front of me. I'm going to say, and I do own all four of this one particular series. And I will say the first one I enjoyed and it just got worse and I thought it was going to be good. And it's the Hush Hush series by Becca Fitzpatrick. It's a YA series. It literally ended up being like, starting out like a twilight ripoff with angels and it just i, I just I, I can't that it, i it, it's been like years since i read that series and i just remember the thing that made me upset was like i felt like these villains like they turn characters into villains out of nowhere towards the end and i feel like that's like one of the worst things you can do as a writer is you promise something or it's just not laid out the best mm -hmm. way and then at the end you're like really um, and I will say, uh, I love Veronica Roth and the, you know, Divergent. I love the first two. I will say the third one, I wanted to fling it at the wall for, if you know, if you read it, you'll know why. I won't spoil it. I'm sure most people have read it, but the ending, I didn't like what happened to a particular character. So we'll just leave it at that. So those are the two that come to mind right now. And it, again, our opinions, although I think there's a lot of people that agree with me on 50, our opinions are not that of every person in the world. And you can like whatever you want to like. And there's stuff that, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Western novels. I know that people that like Western novels like Louis L'Amour and stuff get so into those books. And I can't. Like, I just absolutely can't so you know what um uh um, amazes me about 50 shades is that apparently she wrote that on her blackberry on her commutes to work and the tube like in london and so perhaps the writing reflects that but the fact that she was able to do that is amazing so it, it's true and she actually i talk about this a lot she got a fan base going because this was um the oh my gosh what was it fan fiction She's writing fan fiction on like a blog type thing, like a website when on her Blackberry. And she decided to put it in a book and she got all these people to pre-order it. I mean, she did very well for herself. What upsets me is I know so many brilliant writers 
that should have that level of success from their books and they don't. Mm -hmm. And I can always acknowledge when somebody makes a crap ton of money and does a good job. Like I'm, you know, in the eighties growing up, there was the Madonna, Cindy Lauper time period where they were both incredibly popular. And honestly, Cindy Lauper has a way better voice than Madonna does by far. Right. Mm -hmm. But she went farther. Madonna did and it's because she knew how to do the publicity and the public relations and all that other mm -hmm. stuff whether it's good PR or bad PR she didn't care but she went way farther because of that than Cindy Lauper did with mm -hmm. a better voice and it's it's just a little annoying that you know it's it it the foundation is not this is good literature the foundation is this is appears mm -hmm. to be a naughty book and then pisses off the entire BDSM community oh. but I do want to throw out one more book. It came to mind, The Great Gatsby. Uh, uh, Daisy, Daisy Buchanan can shove it. Like, absolutely. I was just, the character, I, at the end, I was like, oh my God, this horrible human being. It, I can't do that. That one in like Wuthering Heights. I was not into Wuthering Heights. The, I love the other they said Wuthering Heights is amazing on audiobook. I, I it was on the podcast. They were talking about it, and they said the narrator brought to life the story that they hated withering. Oh, and a good and, narrator will really do that. Yeah, so you might want to get the audiobook and give that a try. No, it's been, I was in 10th grade when I read that, so it could also be angsty high schooler at the time that was just pissed off. The, and, the, and, the, um, the, period, the time period, the writing of that time period is very difficult to read, too. I recently revisited it and tried to read it, and I'm like, oh, this is just, it doesn't flow. It's not easy to read. It's not, ple it's not pleasant to read. Like, when you sit down to read, you don't want to have to feel like you're in 11th grade English. You know, I didn't feel that way about Jane Eyre. I loved reading Jane Eyre. I had to read that my senior year in high school loved it uh you know so there were some that I absolutely enjoyed but I specifically remember that weathering uh, weathering heights and oh I hated the awakening I know it was like some fe feminist like you know woman in her time period breaking out of like wanting to be more but she ends up killing herself at the end and <sighs> I was upset. I, I just, that book in, of Mice of Men, that one was tragic. I, mm -hmm. I, I was upset. I can't, those, those were the worst. I must be a masochist though, because I, I, I used to think that I liked romance before I was really into writing romance, but I found out that what I really liked to read was tragedies. So it's like they're stories that had romantic elements in them, but they didn't have a happily ever after. So I, I, I do like those tragic stories. Like I, like, like my, my husband uh, teases me about it all the time. Just, he's like, is this another one of those wrist cutter movies? And I was like, maybe. I don't know. So I personally don't have a problem with there not being a happy ending. But for some reason, those specific ones rubbed me the wrong way. Like I love game of Thrones and, everyone dies and you know I, I never got I never get what I want but those books are fantastic but for some reason those specific books for it, even it just it irked me and I, I just I can't get I can't I have one friend that uh hates I mean hates Ayn Rand's books 
and she'll we would go to the bookstore and I would go the opposite way because I was worried that we were going to get escorted out of the bookstore. She would take all the books that they had there of hers and she would stick them in the true crime section because she's like, it's a crime that these books exist. And she would just stick them in there. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to get in trouble. Um, so but I've never read those. But yeah, I, I thought that was a funny story. No, that is, and you probably would get in trouble. Okay, so what is your favorite, um, Wendy, what is your favorite a book that's been made into a, a movie or a TV show? Ooh. I have to answer rapid fire, right? Well, no, I'm supposed to give the questions rapid fire. You can do whatever that you fucking want to. It's your podcast. <laughs> you can do okay. I refuse um, to answer that shit. Erica, fuck off. And I'd be good. Can I have multiple favorites? Um, sure. So, let me see. I don't know. I think um, I really enjoyed American Psycho, and I know that that's a weird choice. Um, it's starting I, to become scary, wholesome, sweet romance. Writer. I know. I know. I'm a. I'm an anomaly. Um, I I liked um, some of the Stephen King uh, uh, adaptations. Uh, not all. Uh, you know, uh, The Shining was very good. Um, uh, Shining the original version because there's like forty versions. Or the, the original, the 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 um the one with uh, Jack Nicholson. Um, let me see. They're, these are gonna be horror. They're gonna all, they're just gonna be horror. That's all that there is to it. Um, I'm actually very excited about a couple that are coming out. So last year I read Mexican Gothic and I read um, Southern Book Code's Guide to Slaying Vampires. And those are in production and I can't wait to see those. Um, so uh, a, lot of, of, a lot of the ones that I would answer have not been made yet. Very cool. Vanessa, what about you? Oh, gosh. Um... Now my brain is like, now I can't remember any book series. Well, I, I will say I'm going to go with good oldies like Harry Potter. All of those were fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know what? I love the Shadowhunter TV series, which were based off of Cassandra Clare's uh, Immortal Instrument series. Um, they originally were movies, but then the movies, they only did the first one, and then they decided to make it into a TV show, so that ended up being fantastic. And Bridgerton, if we're talking about something more recent on Netflix, yes. And now I'm going to read all of those books, so I'm excited. Very cool. I think you... <gasps> yes the book is actually fucking phenomenal like i i watched a series before reading listening i actually listened to both the books and the guy that reads both the books is amazing and both of those books i will you know massive spoiler alert the second the first um series is very close to the book the second series is not it's got some of the same characters, but it definitely deviated. But they, I think they did a very good job with those, and they're nice and sufficiently creepy. And they're filming season three. Nice. Of you right now, which is, yeah, he. it's really funny. His reaction to people being fans and falling in love with this character. And he's like, it is a serial killer. That is crazy. Why are you doing this? Yeah, I should have about that. <laughs> um, Wendy, what is your favorite character that you've written? 
My favorite character. Um, well, that's going to have to be Katya from the um, Shield Maiden Secret. So Katya is a young Nordic woman who is a, escaping a arranged marriage and she wants to um, travel. She wants, she doesn't want, she wants to see other places. So the way for her to do that is to, um, uh, is to portray a man, kind of Mulanish, a little bit of a Mulanish vibe. Um, so she um, poses as a young boy to get, make her way onto a Viking ship and join um, the, join the raiding parties. And so, um, so Katja's, uh was one of my favorite to write. That's very awesome. What is your favorite character in a book that you didn't write? Well, we talked about this before with To Kill a Mockingbird. I really liked Scout. I, I liked how, and from, from uh, I just, she was so spunky and just like, just knew what she wanted and, and, was, and had no fear. And so I really, I think she's one of my favorites of all time. Anyone else, though? Let's throw out a, di like, throw out a different name. Throw out a different name. <sighs> Come back to me. I'll think about it while you guys are telling me yours. Ooh. Oh, now, okay. Well, okay, Vanessa, you go. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm, like, horrible at this, and I should be better. Um, okay, I'm going to say Six of Crows, which I'm excited that Six of Crows, which is a, a part of the, the Grishish trilogy by Lee Bardugo, which is turning into a Netflix show this year, uh, Shadow and Bone. And I love um, the uh, Inej, I think that's the way you say her name. And she is this girl that grew up in a, a circus family and she was taken and she was put into a brothel and then she ends up becoming like a thief or, you know, looking for secrets for this particular gang, uh, the crow, the six of crows. And it's, she's such a badass and she's not apologetic and about who she is. And she's, uh, you know, great with weapons and you can't, it, I mean, girls slinging some like daggers. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, what can you ask for? <laughs> what more can you ask for? And I'm excited to see it as a live adaption this year on Netflix. That is awesome. So I, there's a couple, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed Ender from Ender's Game. Mm. That was, I think, actually a really complex character. And um, I love the story arc that went with them. And then one of my favorite series of all time is um, I'm Not a Serial Killer. It's a, it's the beginning book of the Dan Wells series. And his lead character is named John. And he knows he's a psychopath like knows that there's something wrong with him and he really kind of approaches like how he sets rules for himself and stuff like that and then there is a book series called um zoe bentley and the lead character zoe it works for the fbi as a criminologist but she can kind of, not a criminologist that's the not the right word for it she um does crime scene investigation but she can put pictures down and she can see how the scene happened and it unfortunately it's not a great thing for her either like she can play it out those are three of my favorite characters mainly all horror characters but there we go god i feel like i should throw one more out there i'll throw one one more uh, i was thinking of darrow from the red rising series by pierce brown it's a science fiction adult series and it's this guy who 
like the world's in set up as a caste system by color and he's the lowest which is red and how he basically um you know a tragic event happens to him where he wants to take revenge on the gold which the gold is at the top of the caste system and it's basically if you love like these uh you know, very Roman Greek like tragedies, and it's just got a lot of you know uh, epic adventure and fighting, and it it's a very I I think he's a brilliant writer, and so Darrow you can't help but feel bad for him. He goes through a lot of lot of ups and downs, so he's he's probably one of my other favorite characters. Okay, now to you, Wendy. Listen, we gave you a lot of airtime to think about it there, dude. I know. A lot of airtime. I was thinking. Um, with beer. I was thinking with beer. I, I, I don't know if this is my favorite character, but one of my the most interesting characters is from um, the Rebecca de Mornay, Rebecca du Maurier uh, story, Rebecca, which they did just do a remake for Netflix, which... I didn't care for the the remake. It was it was fine, but it wasn't. You can't compare it to the original. Um, so um, in in the story, the narrator, similarly to um, to Fleabag, if you've ever seen Fleabag, she has, oh, no, Fleabag. she has no name. So I think that's really interesting. Those are the only two stories that I've come across where the main character. Club. is an unreliable narrator, but also has no name, yeah. and so that's really interesting to me. Fight Club, that's exactly what it is. The lead character in Fight Club doesn't have a name. He refers to himself like Jax, blah, 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 but he doesn't actually have a name. Yeah. His alter ego does, which is Tyler Durden. And his writing is pretty amazing. That's actually, that's a very good book to movie too, was Fight Club. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize he didn't call himself a name. I always assumed it was Jack, but I didn't read the story, so. No, he he doesn't say the name in the entire book. Now that you mention it, you're right. He refers to himself, and he refers to everybody around him, but when he's having, he's like, I am Jack's angry pancreas, like, he, but he's not, he doesn't refer to himself by name, mm -hmm. and even his bosses don't refer to him by name. Yeah. Like, nobody calls him a name. And also an unreliable narrator, so... And that, so it really does know exactly, it makes that moment when the guy, you know, in the bar is like, is this a trick question? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, Tyler Durden. And then he's like, we've just lost Cam Pritchard. It happens in the book where he realizes he hasn't been, doesn't have an identity. Layers, layers in the book. Okay. Wendy, what as a writer are you terrible at? Well, we've already discussed doing romantic scenes um, that are not closed door. So um, just like uh, as far as is writing intimate scenes as a romance writer um I just I feel like I'm always like his hand touched her butt like it sounds it, like it doesn't I, I'm working on it but it just doesn't flow naturally for me um I'm also learning that I'm not as good of a like writer grammatically as I always thought I was like I I, I have I, I like to use my justs I, I don't want to get rid of my justs um I I I the way that I write some things are actually like UK English and not US English like I'm very proper for some reason um I, uh, I, the the whole uh I, I use unnecessary commas just for uh, for emphasis so um I I think I've learned that I'm not as good of a writer as I thought I was I don't think uh. I'm not as good of a writer I think we all have 
you know, every writer that we talk to has different things they do. And whether it's the same things they do over and over again, or every time they write a story, they invent new things they do terribly wrong. I think that it's something you have to keep honing and honing the practice of. And I don't think mm -hmm. there are very, there are people that are good enough writers that you can do line edits and be done. And then there are people that basically hand in a big steaming pile of shit and their editor has to make it into some, you know, beautiful gold palace because as Vanessa is shaking her head, yes. And only those watching this via video could see that, but that's, that's, there are some others and there are some that don't want to get better and want to be whatever they think their authentic selves are. And that's super fucking irritating for any editor. No, that would be, that's so, that's what's so embarrassing for me is like, oh my gosh, have I been making all this unnecessary work for my editors? Like, then, you know, um, so that is, it is, it is one of the reasons why I strive to get better. And if you're not striving to get better, then why are you writing? Like, you know, bless you child, bless you child. because that is a wonderful thing to hear because I, the thing that I, I see a lot of the times is, People are like, well, I don't need to try so hard. I just need to finish it. My editor is going to fix everything. And it, especially when you're in a situation like, for instance, in your Wendy, that you have a, are on a time crunch, you can't afford to just give this steaming pile of garbage because you are on a time, you know, and that means you're putting more work on your editor. And even as an editor myself, like I never want to feel like I've peaked. I've always want to feel like I'm a constant student in writing because I want to be better. I don't want to have to always rely on someone to fix all my stuff because when someone else has to go in and re look at my stuff objectively, I want them to be able to go deeper than I could have, more than I could have, because mm. I can only go so far because it's my story. But the more stuff that you give your 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 editor to fix, like commas or like wordiness, mm -hmm. then they're not able to go in and give you that really, really in-depth critical analysis of your story. Meaning, are you hitting the emotional beats correctly? Are you know it? Are you developing you know this character the right way? You know, and so I think that's great that you have that attitude because most people don't. They're like, oh well, my editor will just fix it, and that'll be the end of it you know? I agree. No, I agree. And editing is such an important task. Okay. Well, we have run out of time on our literary brief, but look at all the rapid fire questions I did, Vanessa. I'm so proud of you. Wendy, <laughs> you have been thoroughly amazing. Thank you so much for coming on Thank the podcast. Thank you both. It's super fun. Okay. So you have to, again, tell everybody how to find your amazing work. Well, I am available. Mo most of my catalog is available at scribd.com. You can um, probably get a free trial 30 days, I think, from there if you're not already a member. Um, and you can listen to all my audiobooks and read all my ebooks for free. Um, I'm also available on Amazon, Kobo, Kobo, Google Play, and Barnes and Noble. Google. And you have, um, what is your web website? It is my name, my very long, very consonant filled name, wendydalrumple.com. Do you want to spell Dalrymple for those sitting there sure. going, what the heck? Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, D-A-L-R-Y-M-P-L-E.com. And, and if you go and you sign up for my newsletter, you will get a free download of my novella, Tamsin's Hollow. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. You've been wonderful. Thank you all. Absolutely. Okay. This has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Breaks. I'm Erica Lance. I'm Vanessa Valiente. And we will see you next time.